What's up, Derek? How's it going, brother? Oh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just good to uh, talk to you again. Yeah. Happy Friday. I All know. that cliche shit. All the good things going on. Yeah. All the yeah, positives man. happening. Friends, Your first summer Friday. in Tennessee is is soon to commence. Well, I was here last year. This oh. summer too. Yeah. Way yeah. to fucking ruin my joke. God, I'm sorry that the, I'm sorry that me buying the house one year ago has ruined your joke. Didn't um, you learn in improv class? Never deny, and you denied. You broke the rule, the cardinal rule. I didn't know we were improving, but yeah. Okay, oh, we could throw the life truth is an out. improv. Come uh-huh. on, yeah, no, life is imp- Yeah, you're right. It is improv. Shoot, no that's prolific. That. that should be on like a, a board or a sign or something. Life is improv. No doubt. You know who told me that too. Uh, Neogen Roshi. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of a surprising thing because I was, you know, really into improv, getting into improv, I guess we, let's talk about improv. The background, some of the backgrounds that I used to do improv, uh, in Santa Monica, Hollywood, um, area. And I really got into it. I mean, I, I just loved it. I just, the, the first class I took, I, I was driving home and I can't, I actually can't ex- express the joy that I felt. It was so weird. It was almost like I had found my home again. Wow. It was, yeah, it was kind of an interesting experience. But That's pretty um, cool, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I've never tried it, uh, like formally or structured in any way, or certainly not a class. But I, I, I think I can see how it would be that sort of just like incredible enjoyment. It sounds so fun. I'd love to try it someday. And if I ever get time, I think I will. I hope I do. And it, yeah, I think it also kind of helps you overcome some barriers, a, a lot of different barriers, because we all watch improvisers up on stage and we're like, how in the hell do they do that? Like, or, you know, people uh, extremely revere improvisers. Like, revere is not the right word. Respect or, um, idolize not idolize either but you know tone down from that and to get up there and be scared and be okay to be scared there's some kind of freedom that it unleashed for me at least and I think I also come from a background where I never ever thought that I would ever never ever be able to do that and I was and it surprised the shit out of me and that maybe that was part of the joy I don't know I'm I'm not saying I was good at it but I was able to do it. It just sounds so fun. And yeah, I don't know if I would be good at it or not. Or I might have moments of being good and other moments of totally blowing. But uh, it just seems like so fun. And what a cool thing to do. No, I mean, regardless of how far you take it or how seriously you take it or whatever. It just it just seems like a really fun, freeing, expanding, uh, scary thing to try that would be totally satisfying. I can tell you of shows that I had that were almost utterly perfect like they were just you were just so in the moment and so enveloped in the scene that you were doing that you it was just a blah i mean you ride that way for days yeah that doesn't go away like like you know real an hour later 
like for days you're like riding a wave and i did a character show one time where i played an army man created a character hmm. and it was just I, I just stood up there and did, did the character and uh dude i i came alive on that one and that's badass i'm here to tell you that like and the teacher he's like somebody that writes for like nickelodeon a whole bunch of like uh, adult swim and he's he's badass and he came back after came to me after the show and he said you fucking killed it you wow. fucking killed it <laughs> like you're just and you're just soaring on that compliment just like oh my god this is great yeah yeah i mean the compliment was just you know the the icing on the cake but the actual show to to actually come alive like that and then an interesting experience the next day i was going to improv um what is it practice or whatever and mm -hmm. so strange i'm getting out of my car and as i'm getting out i'm about to shut the door and i see somebody in the corner of my eye just like a young kid walking on the street he looked kind of youngish and walking on the street and i just see him kind of looking at me and as i look up he's pointing at me while he's walking pointing at me and walking and then he says hey you can do anything that you want you just have to believe in yourself huh i had never seen this person ever before i've never heard oh. or felt that much confidence coming from somebody ever before and my jaw just dropped open and I don't, I still to this day, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, I don't know, maybe an angel. <laughs> it huh. was very odd, but wow. it fit exactly the situation. And it was kind of like a, an extra boost because of that show the pre previous night. I like came out. You're already just riding high on the whole feeling. I was riding fucking high. My God, I was riding so high. And yeah, for somebody to, to, with confidence that I've never met like 22 year old kid. It was, that's what was even weirder. And he's just like, Hey, you can do anything that you want. You just have to believe hmm. in yourself. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. What a weird random thing. I'm so skeptical, dude. I would just be like, are you trying to hit me up for money or something? You know, <laughs> like it's just some fucking beggar or some swindler or someone, someone like that. I'd just be like, Hmm. And I, I would, I would be too, but maybe because of the show, it, I, it altered my perception a little bit. So sometimes when you pull the blinders down, you see how you may be missing out on things. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. That's just crazy, a, a guess, but wow, dude, that's prolific. It was a pretty amazing experience. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So like, uh, all right, so it's not your first summer. I was going to ask how it's shaping up, but you have a summer under your belt. So, like, what's summer like out there in Tennessee, dude? Like, for me, obviously, I'm in California, and it just gets hot and dry. Well, it's hot and dry all year long. It just gets hotter and drier. But you guys have seasons and shit. Like, is it getting hot and humid and that kind of thing out there, or what's it like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets hot and humid. It does. Yeah. Um, and... You know, what's good about that is that we have a pool. So mm -hmm. we're able to jump in the pool. It, with, if you don't have that, you're kind of just sitting in the heat and the humidity. You just sit and sweat. 
Yeah, it, it gets. I certainly would. Yeah, it's very humid, but wow. uh, I also have a garden now, which I'm loving. It's really coming alive there too. Yeah, and I'm just I'm excited to see it grow like every single day. So we get rain, um, maybe about once a week. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, typically it like rains like three times a week or three time, three days in a row, and then it'll go away for a week or two or two and a half. But um, so we get rain as well, but. I, I enjoy everything about the summers here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I bet having a pool is really nice when it starts getting hot. It, a pool is a chore, but uh, for the few times you use it, hopefully you use it pretty often, but even just for the few times if you use it, it's so worth it. It's so nice, especially when you have kids. Uh, hang out with the family, jump in and out of the pool, watch the kids play. That's That's awesome. It's a nice little, like, resort playground in your backyard that you can just retreat to and it's pretty cheap too it's cheap entertainment that is you have a pool guy or do you do it yourself i have a pool guy yeah fuck that yeah yeah exactly and i converted it over to a salt water pool and with the pool guy that i have there's the water's crystal clear it's wow he is the best in town without it i don't know much about the salt thing i know it's a cool way to go uh What's what's the thinking there? Is it's cleaner, just no chemicals? Obviously, you're not putting chlorine in it, that sort of thing. Well, it still generates chlorine, but what happens is it's a low amount of salt, so it's nowhere near like what the ocean is. But what happens is you have a converter kit, which takes the salt and converts it to chlorine, which then kills everything. So hmm. people think like, oh, you got a chlorine pool? Oh no, I have a salt water pool. Salt water is better. And I think you get like, uh, it gives a more constant dis- uh, dissipation of chlorine okay. and, and permeates like a little bit better. Cause if you think about it, like salt is always everywhere, right? And that's sure. always getting converted to chlorine, which is then in turn, uh, cleaning the pool. Hmm. No, hmm. it's, it's a way to go. You just get like a converter and you just run it through the converter and it does it. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool, man. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's huh. a way to go for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we're starting to get in the summer uh, mode a little bit. Uh, We're starting to plan on some like post-COVID activities, things like that. Yeah, Uh, so that's exciting. We're setting up a a park play date with uh, with one of Sarah's friends who has a boy who's who's I think like a month or two older than our oldest than our two year old. So they're both two. They're in the same little crazy ass age, and we're going to take him to the park and let him run around and go nuts. Yeah, then. On Sunday, Sarah's folks are going to come watch the baby so her and I can go out and have like date night and go Ooh. like eat somewhere and yeah. hang out. That's that's eventful. That's oh, yeah. that's been a long time coming. Yeah. So then so this is weekend, all stuff that you haven't been doing because of COVID. We have not been doing anything. Uh we should talk about that a little bit because you and I have had very different experiences with COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh ours has been incredibly limited and shitty. Uh it's been cool in a lot of ways where Limited and shitty in the sense that we haven't been seeing family um, for different reasons and we haven't been going out. And over the last couple of months, well, since we got we did the vaccine thing. So once we got vaccinated, we started going out a little bit. I started going out more because my job includes taking customers out to lunch and visiting customers in their offices and all that. So I just started doing that about a month or two ago. But from when the shit hit the fan, what, in March-ish of 2020? Up until, I guess, March or April of 21 for about a year straight, 
we didn't fucking do anything, dude. We went nowhere. We ordered food into the house a couple of times. No restaurants, no events. We skipped Christmas. We did fucking Zoom birthday parties, all of that shit. Uh, We did nothing for a year, and we're just barely getting back into doing stuff. Um, And it feels good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we we were... Um, we were careful. What, when would that time frame be? I think Probably. it was March, right? I think our, my company yeah. basically told us to go home. Don't come to the office. Don't go see anybody, uh-huh. uh, in about March. So I think that's when we shut down here. Maybe it was different on in, in Tennessee. I think it was a little more delayed in Tennessee and maybe it was April or, but I follow the news really closely and um, multiple, many sources. And I, I saw this breaking out, uh, some of the video of it breaking out in um, January 5th about uh, okay. of, of 2020. So when I saw that, I kind of had a heightened sense of, oh, shit, you know, this is, this is going to mess us up. And... Um, so I kind of started to prepare a little bit earlier than most people. And then the shit hit the fan started like in March. You're right. That's when people started knowing about it. People were like, eh, still, who? I don't know. And then I stopped being so careful probably around um, December-ish. But our daughter okay. went to school, though. She Your school's never school. shut down there? No, she had to wear a mask, but... I bought her like this mask that was like a gauze mask that she could basically breathe through. Okay. Um, but yeah, school never shut down here. And we we all survived. I don't know anybody yep. that died from this thing. No, Not, no. You know, Did you know a lot of people that caught it, I assume? Yeah. Basically yeah, yeah, everybody me too. in the family. <laughs> yeah, like fucking everybody. You guys you guys never caught it though, did you? No. Well, I don't know. Because you know, Megan's dad got it real early. He got it verifiably, supposedly, in December. Well, according to the PCR test, you know, however accurate that is. But, you know, there there really was a strain that was bad, I think, for a little bit of a time. Sure. And he got that. And he had trouble breathing to where his ex-wife forced him to go into the ER. Mm -hmm. And he he did a a breathing um, remedy or whatever, and he was okay. Mm -hmm. But he got it in December. And I think he got it like in, I don't know, some other country. He travels. Oh wow! There. Yeah, yeah, man. It was weird, dude. Especially right when it first happened, because no one knew what the fuck was coming. It just looked really bad, and and there was that initial panic. Couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. All that ridiculous uh, residual effect. And I think I remember, like you were saying, you knew about it early, and you started preparing early. You called me and gave me a heads up at some point before the big mid-March shutdown and let me know like, hey, dude, I don't know all the details, but some bad shit's coming and this is kind of what it looks like and it might be a good idea to stock up on some food uh, because grocery stores might close, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I did that. We went out and we we stocked up on some food, some of those kind of basics and that sort of thing. And um, that came in really handy because grocery stores never actually shut down, but they sure got inconvenient, you know? Yeah. They had later opening hours. You had to fucking wait in line to get into a grocery store. Once you got in, most of the items were gone. Obviously, toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. Those those aisles were just completely Pasta. bare. Yeah. But um, 
trying to get any of the long-term like storageable foods like beans or rice and any of that, that was all gone because people were full-blown freaking out, you know, as if they were going to have to live off fucking beans for months or whatever, yeah. uh, which I guess I get, you know, like the, the, the long-term foods like beans and rice, but what's with the toilet paper thing, dude? Like, I, I never understood that. Like, are you just afraid you're going to not be able to wipe your ass? You know, uh, What's I think, the fucking deal with the toilet paper? I think there it was a couple things. Number one is that even though you go to the toilet paper aisle and it's full, it's really not that much toilet paper because it takes up a lot of room. It takes up a lot sure. of shelf space. So that was one aspect to it. Uh, another aspect is that early in the pandemic, like, well, it also happened in um, China. Like, they had major toilet paper paper shortages there so i don't know hmm. if we got word of that and people said oh shit there actually i did get word of that and i heard like, they're having <laughs> maybe i helped cause this thing i don't know oh, so did you go out and panic <laughs> no, buy a bunch of toilet paper before the rest of us <laughs> yeah i did dick it's your fault I, no but i wasn't that i i, I got a little more than i needed but you know, I didn't like <laughs> just seven cartloads. Didn't clear you know? off the entire shelf or anything. I wasn't one of yeah. those dudes. It's like brokering to- toilet paper out of my home. Oh man, that was such a funny time too. Because like, okay, so we 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 normally buy things in somewhat of bulk, but not like months' supply. So we had toilet paper for a while, and I was just kind of like, I'm not going to go wait in line for toilet paper. Fuck this, you know. Yeah. And eventually, we ran out, and we had to like start trying to figure some shit out, you know. So we would <laughs> score the the random off-brand four-pack here and there whenever it was available. And then uh, I started going to commercial supply websites, like companies that sell products to other companies and shit where you yeah, can, staples you know, yeah, nice. yeah, buy like bulk paper towel rolls and those sorts of weird things that companies would normally use. And those guys had had options, but you're not really getting the the high quality toilet paper from those sorts of companies, or at least the the bulk items that were left in stock by the time I got there. Uh, so I ended up having a case of like 94 rolls of fucking shred your butthole toilet paper. Is it, is it on the big uh, the big wheel? Is, is it the, no, is it no the they were all in like in, toilet paper. They were individually wrapped <laughs> rolls of toilet paper. You know, they, like they didn't even come in one big eight pack. It was like each one of these needs to be wrapped in its own wrapping, yeah. uh, like like little gifts of of pain. And dude, I mean, we try to use some of that. And first, I mean, you got to roll off like eight feet of it to get enough thickness so your finger doesn't punch through on every wipe. So you're 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 just unraveling giant wads of this crap, yeah. and then it fucking hurts. And it doesn't wipe. It's like like notebook paper or something. Like imagine wiping your ass with really thin notebook paper. There's no, there's no like <laughs> texture to it or anything, you know. Which, which I never really appreciated until I used this toilet paper. Um, and it just doesn't work. The smooth surface does not work. It doesn't clean what it needs to clean. And uh, uh, so we, we we dealt with that. And then I mean, ninety four rolls of this crap. Yeah, we couldn't even fucking give it away, man. I mean, we, you know, hey, 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 people would come over, and instead of sending them out with with uh, a bunch of lemons from our lemon tree, we'd be sending them <laughs> out with fucking eight rolls of this terrible toilet yeah. paper. You know, Put these in your purse. Yeah, yeah. Not that people were coming over or anything. Like, uh, 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 I guess the truth behind that joke is like family would come over for like driveway visits and that sort of 
just ridiculous nonsense that we had to deal with oh, for I so know. long. I know. <laughs> we never go back time. to that again. I, I'm just, I'm so glad that we're just leaving that. Oh, fuck. That was terrible, dude. Now it's just a funny story, but at the time it was just heart wrenching, you know, to have my parents, the grandparents of our kids come and visit on a driveway and not be able to hug and wearing masks and the whole thing was just, just Absolutely. awful. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. I know. Uh, but the toilet paper side of it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I think we, we learned, I think the United States or everybody in the world learned a lot about toilet paper during that time. <laughs> Number one, I have, we need it. I have accounts on all sorts of, of, uh, supply companies that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And now I get all kinds of like, uh, email newsletters from like, Hey, you know, buy this in bulk. And I'm like, ah, I need to unsubscribe from this. I don't, I don't need bulk liquid detergent or, or, uh, hand soap, dude. Like not even just things of hand soap with little pump containers that you couldn't find. Uh, I ended up getting like these big industrial things of fucking hand soap now. And like, why don't, oh man, now I own these things. I don't want this shit. You know? Oh, that's funny. Oh dude, it's stupid. Yeah. What else I, did we, I, I did, I did get a couple of those big rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. When I say, a yeah, couple, those I did just... get a box of them. <laughs> And they're not even perforated. They don't even have like squares designated. Oh, like right. it's just an endless roll of terrible paper that you just tear off when, when you've got enough wrapped around your hand, you know? Yep. Uh, another thing was like napkins and paper towels. Those were oh, impossible yeah. to that find. And it's like, yeah. is this just the next best thing to toilet paper? When people can't find toilet paper, they're buying napkins and paper towels? Or well, why can't I find napkins? Why are those, why are those such an important item? Yeah. Fucking frustrating. It, yeah, absolutely. I remember making a Facebook post because I too had gotten a whole bunch of that stuff before the shit hit the fan. Did you and, just take a picture of your gigantic stock of paper towels and toilet paper and post it and no. just to be a dick? <laughs> like, hey everyone, uh, enjoy the pandemic. Yeah. Here's my <laughs> supply closet. I didn't have, I should say, I didn't have that that much, but I didn't run out for a good while. And I, remember in the height of like the uh not toilet not just toilet paper but the paper towel issue like i took a picture of me cooking and i had like like tofu just um drying on all these paper towels like double rolled and i was like oh man people were like they gotta be like look at this rich asshole over here with paper towels <laughs> who do you think he is? he's just drying tofu with those things that's <laughs> the new elite activity it's just like look at how i waste my paper towels i Behold, just dry tofu with my paper. i have paper towels to burn i dry my tofu upon them oh my god yeah dude all that kind of shit was super funny and what do we do for paper towels like we couldn't find any and we used a lot of paper towels, towels. You buy hand towels. Well, yeah, that would have been smart. But we got, uh, like, same from the industrial supply companies. They were, like, these huge rolls, like, gigantic bucket-sized cylinders of paper towels that you end up pulling them out from the middle uh, hole of the roll. Oh, yeah. And there's no actual, like, cardboard tube in the middle to keep its structure. There's so much of this toilet paper wrapped in a dense roll that it just holds its own shape on its own you know man you uh, really went out there i was yeah yeah you went to dude i've I've still got some um of these gigantic fucking rolls of toilet paper and now they just ended up now that you know or not toilet paper sorry paper paper towels towels, now that there's no shortage of them we buy normal fucking bounty or whatever uh i've still got all these huge rolls of 
of commercial terrible paper towels that uh, they just live in the garage. But they come in handy actually for the garage because it's just like ah, when you need to wipe some dirty grimy shit down, it just I have just endless amounts of paper towels on hand right there. So kind of worked out. But uh, yeah, yeah, we were actually using those for lunch at some point. Well, we started to get out, and we got out. What was it? Uh, two, three weeks ago when uh, Chris came down, and we went out with them, and Chris and his wife. Tiffany met with some friends that they had for some longtime friends that, that they had. And we met them and we kind of became friends with them and we enjoyed uh, hanging out with them. So we invited them back over here and they came later that weekend and they swam and they have um, one daughter that's kind of Esme's age. And it was just, it was great to, it was like the first post coronavirus hoorah. Yeah, And it was so funny because it was like um, everybody's just we're all excited to get out. And we met at a brewery uh, and every, the it was just packed and it was just so much damn fun. And it, I think everybody was just like, hey, I like you. Oh, I like you. No. And so, I mean, it was like a celebration. It was really cool. And so we invited them over uh, this Sunday, but she got sick. So we're we're not doing that right now. But. She's like, oh, fuck, coronavirus. Sorry. Yeah, maybe she's got coronavirus <laughs> now. Yeah, but uh, it, it was just fun to get out, which she'll survive. She'll she'll live, I think. Yeah. Just I like think, everybody. Hopefully. Um, willing. But, uh, yeah, it's it's starting to shape up to, oh, excuse me, to be a good uh, summer. Yeah. Oh, my God, I know, dude. Uh, man. I'll, I'll be so bummed out if we slide back into some sort of like a oh hey a new variant of new variant is uh, surging and we're back into these crazy numbers and you know who knows if if or if shutdowns would happen or what that would look like or anything but I just I hope we're just uh, you know continue on the downward slope and we're we're past this thing soon and we can stop talking about it or thinking about it or taking masks on and off yeah and just dude I'm so tired of it dude you know what I I can't be told that anymore. Like, oh, look out, be scared. There's a new strain coming because I'm done being scared. I'm not I'm not doing it. I need to see with my own eyes people getting it and either not recovering from it or something for me to be scared now because I don't yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not. Yeah, buying heard whole, Hey, be scared. It's got a new strain. It's killing oh, everybody. There's a new strain. It's coming from India and it's in your neighborhood. Yeah. You like, know what? Mm. Everybody I know is alive. <laughs> everybody <laughs> I know that's gotten it, which is practically everybody is fine they're just yeah. fine yeah yeah no totally for, for us like that was always that was like, like an extra layer of difficulty for me because it was purely a choice for others where i knew if i caught it i'd be fine but the people around me i was a little more afraid of like the kids there was big question marks around can kids catch it if they do what does it look like for them can they pass it along like how do kids play into this this uh this problem and those question marks caused us to just be extra careful because we didn't know and we had an infant at the time and uh, a one-year-old. So it was just kind of like, okay, we need to be careful for them. And then on the other side, Sarah's parents were helping us through the 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 main part of COVID right when it first happened because we lost our nanny. Um, she stopped coming. We had a nanny while we were working full-time. She came and watched our baby for the whole first year of his life. And then when COVID happened and we started working from home and Sarah actually got furloughed, uh, then the nanny stopped coming and 
her mom started coming all the time to help out. And her mom's in good health, but her dad is um, has had heart issues, and he's he's every he's checked every box of the be careful if you have this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we wanted to be extra careful, making sure that we weren't just being lazy and passing something along to him because he would have real trouble with it, you know. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't just stay away from him because her mom, who lived with him, obviously is coming over to help with the baby. Uh, and then there even got a point where it got so bad and everyone we knew was catching it. I forget what month that was, dude. I think it was fall, like around Thanksgiving ish or something where everyone and their mother around us was catching it. It was fucking spreading like wildfire. So we just had her mom just stop coming, uh, for, I don't know how long, a couple months or whatever. Um, cause it was just getting really bad. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, we actually knew a few people who died from it. I knew a few people who ended up in really bad shape from it, but pulled through. And then I just know hundreds of people who caught it, you know, got a little bit sick or got pretty sick and then just came out of it fine. Did you say you knew people that died from it? Yeah. Yeah. A couple. Oh, who were they? Well, not who were they, but. um, So no no one like really personally close. So one of them was uh, a security guard at the company my wife works for. So Sarah knows the security guard. Apparently I've met him uh, once or twice, but I don't remember. Um, But he, she said he was in pretty decent health, like a little overweight, but nothing crazy. Uh, You know, just (laughs) average for an American, I suppose. Just, just a little bit overweight. And uh, said he was in pretty good health or nothing that she was aware of. He probably had some underlying something or other, but for the most part, he was a security guard and physically fit and, you know, seemed in, in decent health and he caught it. He was in the ER, had a ton of hard time, and apparently passed in less than like three weeks of of from being fine, catching it, and being gone. Did he and go? Did he get on a respirator? Do you know? I don't know. I know he was in the hospital fighting for his life, so I assume so. But I don't know like the details like that. Yeah, the respirators. Uh, I think in retrospect, did uh, more damage than good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, dude. I, it just seems like it would have been a fuck time to be in the medical profession because no one really knew. They're just playing catch up and overwhelmed and trying to figure stuff out and under the microscope at the same time, you know, like it, that would that would be really tough stuff to try to deal with. Um, yeah. And and no, scary. You're like, who else do we know? Oh, dude, our, our, our new nanny. So not the nanny who we had before COVID, who we lost during COVID. She never came back. We got a new nanny once things started looking a little bit better and... She told us a story, her father-in-law, so her mom, and let's just, I don't know the details, call it her mom. Her mom is married to a dude, not her dad, uh, who has some health conditions or, you know, he knew that he needed to be extra careful because he'd be one of the ones that have trouble with it. So he chose not to go anywhere, see anybody, be super safe. The wife was kind of like, fuck it. She was traveling around, going out to dinner with friends, flew somewhere to a different state to go to a family reunion or whatever. She brought it back. I don't think she ever caught it or never showed symptoms. She never had trouble, but she brought it back, gave it to the guy who uh, was being super careful and didn't want to go anywhere. He caught it, and he was dead in a couple weeks. Hmm. So, bummer. Um, You know, so a couple stories like that. All people with... Well, I don't know about all people with underlying conditions, but even that argument is is tough for me because it's just like, oh, so-and-so caught it and died? Terrible. Uh, did he have underlying conditions? Like, yeah, he was a little heavy, but uh, well, they I mean, published... if he didn't catch it, he wouldn't have died, 
you know? Yeah, they, they published the data on some of that, I think. And I think that the average number of uh, pre-existing conditions that used to be was four. And then now they increased it to five. So like you, you have to have five pre-existing conditions to statistically die. Not have to, but yeah, you, you're most the of the likelihood. people that are, are, yeah. So, I mean, to, and that's now well, and one of those but, conditions is overweight, right? Could be. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Obesity, well, I suppose would be one of them. But I mean, and that includes what percent of Americans fucking a hundred yeah, yeah. Ninety nine. So, so just consider four. You know, so yeah, four, yeah. But four is still like, a lot, though. We can we can all check the fat box. Yeah, four, and then you got high blood pressure, and then yeah, yeah you got and tack another three onto that. You know, diabetes, whatever. I mean, can't be can't be good, but um, dude, and that's got to be why America, or one of the maybe multiple reasons why Americans had more issue with it than most countries is. Americans are fucking unhealthy. Uh, so, yeah, once pre-existing conditions start coming into the mix, we're, we're fucked. We're going to be statistically uh, dying more because we're fatter, we eat like shit, uh, generally pretty lazy. Um, Most of that Americans is true. Are just, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. Generally Ish. fucking... Yeah, we are. We are sloppy and everything. Yeah, but all that the, the numbers are inflated as well because they changed the reporting requirements for COVID like mm. in May or June of last year, where if you test positive for COVID and if you die within 30 days, you're forced to consider that as a COVID death. count that as a COVID death, no matter what you die of. So and that you, starts getting problematic, dude, because when you're looking at a country of 300 and something million people, a lot of us are going to die every day uh, in any situation, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, wrecks. yeah. Wrecks so when you have a million a people testing positive for something every day, a certain percentage of those million, we're going to die that day anyway. Um, so if you have to attribute all of those to COVID, then, yeah, you're going to end up with numbers regardless of whether or not that's what caused it, right? And, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm on board with with. Uh, a lot of the conspiracy stuff that's floated around with it. I know it was fucking bad. I know a few people who well, died that, from that's it. that's not a conspiracy. That They did change the reporting requirements. And doc, their doctors were forced. That they spoke out. They tried to speak out against it. That's the other thing that was huh. scary about it. They tried to speak out against it, and they get squashed. Like, people hmm. were scared to lose their medical licenses. I mean, that's starting to turn around right now, I think. But yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of sketchy shit. That went down. Well, what do you think the motivation thing? for them requiring doctors to say that they okay? So the the, the motivation or the assumed the assumed motivation is they want to show more people d that died. They want to show scary statistics. Yeah, they want to scare everybody. Okay, so who wants that? The people in control and that want people more in control. control. And but like, it's not like the government is on a unified front, right? Are we talking like? political partisans so we're talking like democrats want to show bad numbers is that what we're talking about um no i don't think it's i mean don't get me wrong the parties are also controlled uh from that stance but it's above the party the parties are just a a song and dance for the people there's yeah. the actual control uh control measures are are way up high i mean you they 
you can't see how high they go. I mean, they're above. They go through our government, past the government to the Federal Reserve, past the Federal Reserve to the uh, World Bank, past the World Bank to the Bank of International Settlements, past the Bank of International Settlements to whoever the hell owns that. Um, I mean, it uh, all the way up to the... Um, who else is this? The... Um, not the UN, but uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, <laughs> essentially, his um, one world government that they want. Uh, we're, we're getting it. We're in a, I mean, here, we're already in the conspiracy corner here. Just And conspiracy now means it's not shown on CNN. But uh, I think we're all starting to learn that not everything gets shown on CNN. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's one uh, fringe fact that we all came out of this thing with is that... Um if you only choose one media outlet or if you only listen to one source, you are getting a very limited uh, spoon-fed set of information. And right. like follow the money. Like we're getting news, I say that with air quotes even though I'm not doing them, from the richest corporations on the planet who yeah. really have no interest in uh, – individual national sovereignty or anything they just care about profit so well, yeah and if you figure from the network tv perspective like aside from all the the over um the overarching assumption of like need for control on a social or political level or whatever all that elevated shit just purely in the network tv motivation it's all about um viewers time spent watching and ad sales or you know marketing dollars so, and, and controlling information. I mean, they they focus on that a lot, but really, I think the the ultimate power is is controlling information and controlling outcomes and and being able to institute people as your minions, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I mean, that's an age old um, method of control, propaganda. You know, and now yeah. network TV or even like the internet has made reaching people so much easier, reaching them directly. Now, not even through the filter or the limitations of network TV or cable TV and, you know, that sort of thing, but straight through social media or just the internet in general, people can subscribe to anybody's blog or anybody's feed or anybody's channel. Um, and those channels require zero investment, zero infrastructure, zero accountability, uh, any of that kind of stuff, you know? So it's it's so easy for anybody to put up anything and for anyone else to subscribe to that uh, uh, media stream that it's created a gigantic free-for-all and a lot of convoluted information and, and just kind of a big mess. And uh, I think we're dealing with a lot of the repercussions of that sort of... Well, we're in a war. ...of information. If you ask me right now, there's a war going on. And in war... Uh, the first victim is truth. So uh, everything is to uh, confuse and and cloud the truth. That is a the one of the first goals of of a war. Hmm. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. But it's like one of the it's one of the oldest things uh, societies have ever um, have always had to deal with. So it's nothing new, right? And I always try to keep that in perspective. You know, when you hear certain people talk about like, 
you know, I mean, things are pretty politically tense still, but mainly through like the last election season, things were getting super heated pretty much through the whole like uh, Trump days. Things were very super heated uh, and and uh, very polarized and they still are. But it was just so front and center and so like disgustingly in your face all the fucking time. Yeah, uh, yeah that exactly. I, I always tried to keep in perspective that things have certainly been this bad and and in fact much worse at different times um and it's nothing new for society to go through these sorts of of differences and and rough patches so i think it's easy to to look at the times you're in currently as the worst it's ever been or uh you know unprecedented is is a common term that people throw around all the time but it's pretty rare to find anything that's unprecedented yeah i think that um also, well, some of the similarities of about the current time that we live in, I think we can see in the past. And, you know, you kind of look at some of the what's going on, like the currents, uh, the underwriting current of censorship and, um, you know, censorship, in my opinion, censorship turns into tyranny. There's really no decoupling those. So that is one of my main concerns is censorship, but people seem to be supporting it, which is you know, really well, frightening to me a lot of times. See, and that's all part of that, like that uh, political divide or, or just that blindness of, of team agenda where people will support, support censorship when the one being censored is the one disagreeing with them. Yeah. But they'll fight to have they'll fight against censorship when it's their own team uh, saying something or being censored. So it's a very selective um, uh, thing that people pick and choose. And I think that's bad. I think that you should support the freedom of other people, whether or not you agree with what they're doing. If you want to enjoy the same freedom that they're using, even if you don't like the way they're using it, you should still support that freedom because you want it uh, and you want to treat others the way you want to be treated. You want to afford others the respect that you want to that you want right i mean that yeah that's like kindergarten shit it's like what is the saying it goes something like um the best weapon for a bad idea is a better argument yeah and but if you don't allow that to happen you know you're you're executing tyranny i mean you're going down a a, a tyrannical path mm -hmm. and then now you have these the masters of the universe our masters of the universe as far as you know, as a society we see them facebook and google and uh, all these other places that are mass censor Twitter, mass censoring people. And we're really, you know, people don't see, you know, when you look in the 1940s, Germany, I'm not saying we're going to get to 1940s Germany, but when you look at 1940s Germany, everybody looks back on that and says, I would have done the right thing. I would have been on mm -hmm. the right side. But mm -hmm. right now we have mass censorship by these multi billion dollar corporations that are stopping people from talking, trying to stop their, their flow of income in some cases. And, and a lot of people are supporting them and you, they don't see you're next in some form or fashion, you're next. So how do they, you're totally right. And censorship, uh, and, and stomping on freedom of speech is something that we should all be hyper aware of. But at the same time on these platforms, you have to limit certain like certain types of things, right? Like terrorist recruitment or 
truly like uh, vicious things. Not like, I don't know, dude, I guess I'm not articulating it well enough, but um, I guess I'm trying to tap dance around like Trump is probably the most uh, obvious example of Twitter and these other gigantic um, social platforms banning him for what he said. And if you feel like he had a role in inciting the insurrection at the Capitol, for example, should he be limited or kicked off or banned for violating the policies of that social platform or not? You know, that's a tough question. Yeah, you know, and it, and I, I agree. It gets into a point where it's a private company and a private company can do whatever they want. And, totally. And that aspect is true. Now, here's the thing, though. You can't simultaneously be this private company and, and uh, what is the term? They're not listed as a publisher, I think, which means if you're not a publisher, you can't deny information. So they're hiding behind one law of being a private uh, mm. company, but they're also uh, not acting like they're not a publisher. But and they, and they if wonder you if that's only like they're certain, not publishing anything. They have a platform where other people... Yeah, they're denying things to be published. Okay, so it's kind of like you—it's kind of like you can't hide behind this law and then also hide behind Mm. this law over here. Okay, so and also there's at a certain point at what at what point are these uh, platforms going to be like a public utility? Because if you think about it, this is one of the main ways that people communicate. So uh, denying that that ability to, to communicate, it's almost getting towards uh, a more of a public utility. I, I could, I could, I'm not going to die on that hill though, but you know, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting, tough question, right? Uh, I think we all want to protect free speech. Um, maybe we can kind of debate on some of the details of what that looks like or samples of things that have happened before or whatever, but it's really a tough question because I think we would all agree, like, we, we wouldn't want someone going out and using Twitter or something similar to, like, that sort of a platform to say, hey, millions of followers, everyone meet in Times Square on this date at this time, bring a bomb with you, and we'll all set them off at the same time. Uh, you don't want that, you know? But how do you define the limitation to prevent that? Obviously, that well, obvious if example. Said, if somebody said something like that in public, they should just be arrested. It, right. I mean... but. Where, where does that line for free speech go? It's like, oh, I was just talking. You know, I never intended to do that. Like, okay, well, yeah. that's tough. Um, or even much more convoluted, hard to pinpoint examples of the same thing. Like like the Trump thing, dude. I mean, there, there's an argument to be made whether or not he incited that insurrection, whether or not it even was an insurrection. Um, so if all these other questions are surrounding it, it becomes really tough to just say like, oh, well, he should obviously be banned. Yeah. Um, you know, it becomes this other debate about all the details leading up to that decision. Um, so it's really tough. Yeah, I'm, glad I'm not yeah. in the uh, position of having to weed through that fucking pool of nonsense uh, and having to find the answers to those questions because it's a mess. Yeah, no, I I agree, and and that line can continuously move back and forth. Uh, yeah, and you, right. You define that line, then you could push it far this way. And it almost, it, that's to me what I see now is it looks like it's being pushed too far where, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. you have a vaccine hesitancy score. Everybody, if you have a Facebook account, you also have a vac- vaccine hesitancy score. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And, and that score is, yeah, how hesitant are you to take the vaccine? Um, Facebook, dude, I'm so glad I'm not on there anymore. I, I don't like being profiled. And then I hear things like that. I wasn't even aware of them assigning a vaccine hesitancy score, but it makes perfect sense. And I'm so glad I'm just not in that at all. Oh, yeah. No. That's, that's nuts, dude. Although I use WhatsApp. So I think I'm still uh, involved in all of that shit. They got uh, you. Oh yeah. You. yeah, 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 totally. Although I don't send anything on WhatsApp except pictures of my kids to their grandparents. So okay, so they just got yeah, the that's pretty much all they know about me. Unless they're listening, they can probably access my microphone and they listen to this right now, and they're just like, "Whoa, we had no idea that this sweet dad was such a such a problem." Well, I'm sure they have the facial fi- signature as well. Oh yeah, 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 totally, dude. You know what I found? My son is telling Google all kinds of shit about us. Because he likes flipping through pictures. Uh, He loves looking through my photo gallery and looking at pictures of himself mainly. But when he goes in and he looks at a photo, if you kind of scroll up a little bit, it gives you options for that photo. And one of them is Google tries to identify the people in that photo. Like, hey, this is is dad and grandpa and mom, you know. And if you click on those faces, Google walks you through this whole thing of like, hey, here's a bunch of other photos we think this guy might be in. Will you click on the ones that he is in so we can help complete our profile of this guy's face from every angle and age? <laughs> like, And I'll oh see him gosh. floating through this fucking Google questionnaire, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me that phone. Well, Get he's giving him there. bad info, though. That's good, right? Uh, well, yeah, so. actually, he probably is because he's just clicking on everything. It's like, wow, okay, so yeah. this guy's also a dog, and he's a flower, and yeah. he's this, huh? <laughs> All right, hey, that's well, we don't great. know what yeah. to make of this. Let's let's mess up their algorithms. Let's train them. Yeah, forward. so he's feeding them fucking nonsense. But yeah, yeah dude, it's I don't like that. You know, I do I do enjoy some of the conveniences that that companies like Google uh, provide, and and I guess I'm just okay with giving up some of my privacy and freedom for convenience. Yeah. But to an extent, you know, I don't like that they're building a a facial profile of me. I don't need to be identified in in photos by a computer. I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, it's. I, I, um, I don't. I don't want that. It's gone way too far. It's gone way too far. This yeah. whole thing, and you know, who's? I think where it'll be in another twenty years or fifty years. That's a great question. I I don't know where we're going to be in one year. Like <laughs> that's I, you know. That's I mean, the truth, man. This last year, or two years, whatever the hell it was, just basically, just, we thought normal was normal. Now we're yeah. like shit. You have no idea, and I'm not going to say I know how the next few months are going to happen because, I mean, there's just some scary shit on the precipice all over the place. Uh-huh. Some of it's just the monetary, what's going on with the money. Like, they're printing massive amounts of money, massive, yeah, massive yeah. amounts of money. And then we're, we're facing inflation. Is that going to turn into hyperinflation? I hope not. I don't know, man, but that that is so uh prevalent everywhere dude every everything is going up um i work in the construction industry or or something connected to the construction industry and every bit of every material for every contractor has gone through the roof um prices are just going up on everything everywhere yeah wood and copper especially yeah um, yeah wire yeah everything and then and then everything fringe like uh everything uses steel to some extent at, at some point and it's causing everything else to go up, and, and just everything is going up. You know what metals aren't going up? Gold and silver. Really? They're manipulated. That's why. Huh. Trust me, they're they're up there. But what they do is uh, there's like five major banks that do massive short positions in the future. 
to drive the price down and hmm. that's they they're keeping it down on purpose but um yeah it might physical silver some people are stacking up on physical silver and gold and i i think it's probably not a bad idea i think it's always a good idea to buy silver and gold but never like to just i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna spend all my investment money on that or just go nuts and buy like tons of it you know i think it's a good thing to acquire throughout your entire life and have a bank of 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 precious metal it's not a bad idea historically it's been the most sound investment over hundreds or even thousands of years yeah um over it's just a safe bet yeah from, yeah yeah from totally America. i mean shit you can go back to the egyptians and stuff i mean they were they were uh they were using gold um and gold's just an interesting metal anyway it's a cool thing to collect yeah it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful uh it's 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 it's, it's a really neat metal and um, as you hold it, you got to think how many different people have held this gold. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, this is new gold, um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. There's only so many, uh, there's only so much gold out there. And it, it uh, yeah, it's pretty neat to think that. Like, what's this been used for? Where was it previously? Uh, yeah, and how many people have held it? Yeah. It's It's a really neat thing. I like owning metal like that. Well, it's a, it, see, and I'm along with the lines with you where it's not so much of an invet, and it's not really an investment. It's an insurance because you know gold is going to have a value no matter what happens in the monetary system. Whatever happens with this fiat currency, the dollars that they print, which is, you know, worthless paper. Yeah. At, at, if there comes in a new system or if something, you're going to be able to use gold to trade that and get some of that, whatever totally. it is. And it's going to yeah. be of the same value of, you know, you know, $1 million tomorrow, if we get hyperinflated, might be worth, uh, what would be a good, a car. You might be right. able to buy a car with a million dollars, but still the same amount of gold is going to buy that same car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if shit really hit the fan to where an entire economy collapsed or a country collapsed or whatever and stuff really gets bad, uh, you can always trade gold and silver for food. Yeah. You'll always be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. somebody will buy it. Yeah, you're, somebody will buy that gold. Somebody yeah. down the line will buy that gold. You know what's funny, trade, too? It's like, okay, it. so that's my mindset, and I like buying gold and silver. I mostly buy silver because gold's expensive, but I'll, I'll try to, like, buy gold um, rounds, little one-ounce, uh, you know, pure, pure silver, .999 silver yeah. rounds, and they stamp them with all sorts of different stuff and different special series and whatevers and all that. I find that when I'm buying silver rounds, I put a stupid amount of thought and, and decision-making into which one I'm picking uh, like, oh, I really like this one. It's got Mount Rushmore on it or something like that, you know? And how do I choose between this one and the, the cool American flag waving one? Like, which one do I like better? You know? And it's like, uh -huh. really, does, does it fucking matter? I mean, it's both just, they're, they're the exact same. They're, they're a silver round. If the motivation is really just to buy one, just buy one. Who cares? But I, I really do. I care which one I buy. Well, and also too, I mean, I, I usually get the U.S. Mint ones. There's more of a premium with that, but it, that would be very difficult to counterfeit would be like a a silver dollar and you're not oh, really okay but it. those are less silver those aren't pure silver no no they're they're 0.999 mm -hmm. oh so they're not actually a silver dollar they're stamped rounds 
Um, I don't know what the what the face value is. Okay. But no, they're definitely uh, silver. Um, I don't know if it's called dollars. It might be called dollars, but hmm. you know, you can, it's about thirty five dollars a piece right now. Yeah, yeah. So run. it's exactly one ounce of point nine 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 silver. Yeah, point nine 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 silver. And then yeah. the, the Canada Canada is the only one that has four nines. Uh, well, Canada and uh, uh, I think South Africa, they go to four nines. The the Canadian hmm. coin, the Canadian minted coin. Wow, is four nines. Wow. Canadians are like, just one more reason we're better. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> well, you know the story of the uh, the 999. I, I heard this, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's interesting enough to pass along. One round of silver, one round of gold is .999, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Purity. You, you just can't get it to 100% pure. Like, that's not possible. It just can't happen. I don't know why. It just can't mm-hmm. happen. So then that purity of 0.999 represents um, mostly purity. But when you flip that 0.999 over, what is that? Ooh, 666. Which represents the impurity in that round. Okay. All right. Because you inverted it. So invert the 0.999, get the... Hmm. Is that a reach? It was worth yeah. sharing. I thought I would share it. What the hell? All right. all right. No, no, no. No, you're in charge of conspiracies. That's, that's part of your job. You have to bring them all to the table, no matter hey, how far-fetched. I, I don't believe... Yeah, exactly. Got to bring them all. Hey. Yeah. No, I want them all. You pick, you pick them up. Yeah. You decide <laughs> which ones it out you there. want. Yeah. 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 It's up I'm to just, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just making it rain with conspiracies over that's here. That's right. That's right, baby. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, uh... I'm going to keep my silver rounds right side up. I like 999 go. better. feels yeah, more I pure. Too. feels heavenly. makes me feel godlike. I know. It is yeah. God's money. Gold <laughs> and is. silver is God's money. And for some if, reason... If there was a God, he wouldn't be caught dead with a bronze coin in his pocket. He's like, get this away from me. I do not touch yeah. anything but gold and sometimes silver, but mostly gold. Yeah, silver in a, a big pinch. bowl of just gold and silver. No, yeah. This is God's money. Yeah. <laughs> Who put this bronze round in here? <laughs> you know what I enjoy, dude? Because I'm a fucking nerd. I love history. Is I enjoy buying ancient coin lots. Uh, you, you can buy these surprisingly cheap, dude. You, you can find like a lot of uncleaned coins from like ancient Roman times or ancient Greek or probably a lot of civilizations. But I'll buy like a, a lot of ancient coins and it's you know, 15 or 30 or however many coins in there. They're unclean, so they just look like discs of crust. And you can buy these things pretty cheap. And then you can clean them. And cleaning them amateurishly or or cleaning them in the wrong way totally devalues them. But I'm fine with that. Like, I like searching through them to to date them and and find out, like, what kind of coin they are, uh, who's on them, where were they found, like, what's the story behind them as best as you can find. And I enjoy that. But... That does sound if, cool. A few of the ones I've got are silver. I've never got any gold ones, but I have got a few ancient silver coins. And it feels really cool to have this ancient hunk of silver that, like you talked about before, was probably a, a different coin from a different civilization yeah. way before, and you know, in the same chunk of silver. And Every some of them millennia. are even... 
Yeah. And some of them are even clipped because clipping coins was a thing, you know, little, little shyster bastards would clip a tiny little edge off of a silver coin and then collect all of the little clippings and melt them down and make a new stolen silver coin. And he probably felt like just a, just a, a brilliant system beater. Or maybe Um, he was just trading a piece of silver and he had to cut it and like shit hit the fan. This was his last piece of silver. He, it was like, he didn't want to give it for a loaf of bread. He's like, here, I'll cut this bitch. (laughs) <laughs> here you go this I'm is what you get it. for a loaf of you bread get my nail clippers shoot yeah yeah that's funny so that's a fun little hobby is is cleaning ancient yeah that coins. is cool that is neat. i like that i never thought yeah. about that yeah. it's kind of fun where do you, you buy can, you can that clean at? uh I, dude i haven't done it in a while i used to buy a lot of them i used to buy them on ebay um and you can just go on there lot ancient coins and i would search like lot ancient roman coins and You'll just find a whole shitload of them with a description of like where they were found and and how many of them you're getting. And they'll even have a picture of like, hey, here they are. Here's 32 discs of crust that you're buying. Uh, and some of them you can kind of see the the stamping through the crust. Some of them are not noticeable like at all. They're literally just a ball of crust. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool, dude. It's pretty cool. And they're fucking cheap. You can, you can buy a shitload of these things. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. 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 And then I have a collection of like good ancient coins that, uh, you know, are like, okay, they've already been cleaned professionally or, or they're just in good condition. They, they were never buried in dirt, so they're not crusty. Um, and they're attributed and dated and all that kind of stuff. Those are pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have some older coins too. I have some that are like some old nickels, Liberty head nickels, and I have you know, some like of those. Buffalo head nickels and shit. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, a bunch of those. And dimes then, or nickels um, or I don't remember. The the what? Like Nickel. are they Buffalo dimes or Buffalo nickels or? Yeah, Buffalo nickels. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, Buffalo. I think Buffalo nickels went from like eighteen ninety ish to nineteen something over that. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah, I got some of those. I got some Mercury head dimes. I nice. have some um, Liberty Nickel, or was it Liberty Nickel? Or, yeah, it was Liberty well, Nickel. Well, I like, I like buying walking Liberty dollars. They were silver dollars, so they're not pure. They, they were actual silver dollars. I, I don't remember the, the purity on them, probably somewhere in the point six, maybe 666. Um, <laughs> something like that. And walking Liberties are fucking cool, dude. They are... I have a few... Uh, that were like my great grandmother had a few coins collected and I got those after she passed. And there was a couple walking Liberty dollars in there. Those are pretty cool. Um, I turned one of them into a money clip. So it's, it's a really nice one. Um, and it's from 1881. So it's a hundred years before the year I was born and it's in really good shape. So I bought this money clip that is silver, a silver money clip that just has a big round opening. That's this right size for a walking Liberty dollar. So it holds the Liberty dollar in there and it's a really nice silver money clip. And I like to carry it when I go to Vegas and I put all my cash in a fucking money clip when I'm going to a gambling table or something. I feel really cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like that. I'm going to have to do that with one of my nickels or quarters or whatever. Yeah. 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 Do it. You can just, you can buy those like nice silver money clips for the right size, put them in there. feels pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. That's one thing I bet that's going to start picking up here is Vegas. You're going to start uh, going back to Vegas and you probably, you yeah. probably already have your trip to Vegas. Now you had two kids. <laughs> Shit. Fuck no, dude. Shit. Yeah. No, you know what we're planning next weekend is we're planning on going to the beach, which is a big deal for us because it'll be Michael's first trip to the beach. Oh, uh, 
and he is so ready, man. At two, oh, yeah. he is just prime age to go fucking play in the sand and run up in the surf and all that. And I think he's going to have a great time. Absolutely. Yeah, I went, uh, funny story of that when Esme reached like six months old, I was like, oh, I want to take her to the beach. She's going to have a, she didn't even know she was at the beach. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. you're right. Like at two, man, he's just going to be like running. The, the water is going to be chasing him. He's going to be running from it, running into it, splashing over him, scaring him. All that. Well, he like already yeah. loves sand. We have a sand table we play with in the backyard all the time. And, and he's got like little sandcastle forms and we'll wet a little bit of it and make sandcastles. And he just loves playing in the sand. Um, so walking up to the beach is just going to be like, oh, my <laughs> God, it's the biggest sandbox ever. That's cool, but I, I know you're going to have your camera hit handy right oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Those times I are take, the greatest, man. Everything is picture worthy. My phone is just chock full of kid <laughs> photos, which is great. Uh, the only tough part is, is I take so many that I rarely do anything with them. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh-huh. it, it, it's a chore to go through 400 photos and find the three good ones. Uh, so I just yeah. snap away so recklessly that it almost um, is overkill, and I don't do anything with them. I share them with the grandparents here and there and that sort of thing. I really need to do a better job of, of, of sifting out the good ones and developing them or, or making like those um, you know canvas prints that you can have developed and stuff like that. You know what I, I did? I bought a, a Canon uh, photo printer. It was not expensive. And I, I print them off myself. The, the paper is cheap. And trust mm-hmm. me when I say you will not notice a difference if you had it sent in for development or if you print it with this printer. And it, hmm. it's really not that much. I wanted to say uh, maybe 150 or something. Yeah. It was like surprisingly cheap. And it also accommodates like a 24 by 18 inch poster board, Whoa. which I've used before. I've, I've printed yeah. something out, you know, and. Wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you just have to frame it or do whatever, but it's it's well worth the investment. You know, my thought on printers that made me think about when you said like you can get a really nice printer for 150 bucks, but the fucking ink replacement for that printer is pretty much 150 bucks also. Oh yeah, yeah. And in some cases, like on Staples.com, you'll find a deal where there's a pretty nice printer for like on sale for 99 dollars, but uh-huh. the ink set is 130 dollars, to where. It almost feels like, hey, free printer with ink purchase is is where yeah. where that industry is going. You know what I mean? The printer itself is so cheap, and they just gouge you on the fucking ink cartridges that it's, it's like the cost of the printer is insignificant. How much for the ink is the question? Yeah, inkjet is was such a ripoff. I think it, oh I think God. that was the one where they and they dry out right. They dry out so far. Oh, you, yeah. you print something, you wait three months, and you go back to print it. You're not getting shit. Like yeah, your yeah, ink is totally. dried out. So and your computer laser. starts throwing low ink warnings like 400 print jobs before it's actually out that it becomes an inconvenience too. It's like, yeah, I know I'll be out of ink next month. Like stop bothering me now, you know? Yeah. It, you know, laser printer is the way to go there. And and color laser is the way to go there. I mean, that that's not what I was talking about, that kind of printer that I have that's a photo printer. I that's some other kind of technology. It's That's not inkjet. Well, it's probably close to inkjet, but it was a newer inkjet kind of technology because it has like cyan, magenta, and that can still be inkjet too, but I forgot mm-hmm. how they said it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they run out nearly as much. Hmm. And even if they do, it's well worth I've printed so many things with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to like pay. I'm like, hey, don't I owe you money <laughs> You know, already? Because <laughs> I've printed like a lot of things out. Shit. That's pretty great. 
Yeah, no, uh, but laser laser jet or is it laser printers are the way mm. to go. Maybe it's laser jet. I don't know. All maybe right. I'm just making shit. All up. right, maybe I'll start printing shit myself. I hope I'll do it because I just take so many photos that I don't even share them with my wife as much because I'll just snap away at a shitload of photos at a good moment. And then I get so busy changing a diaper or doing whatever else I need to do that I don't do anything with those 30 photos I just took. And then my wife will like be scanning through my photos later on like, oh, my God, you never sent me this one. Oh, my God, you never sent this one either. This is so great. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't but I you, don't have time to do anything with them. I just take the photos. Can you always tell the photos that she's going to like of the kids that you take? Sometimes of I the don't. kids. Well, OK, maybe. Yeah, I guess I, I, I know which ones I like. I know which ones are good. Yeah. And, and, and it's usually obvious which one is like, oh, that's the one, you know, where he's looking right at the camera uh-huh. or whatever. You catch that right that right moment. Um what I never, ever, ever, ever know is which photos of herself she will like or not like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, right. I, I do not even pretend to have yeah. an idea of what she likes and does not like. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, There's some fucking no... photos of her that I think are gorgeous. And I'm like, I love this. That's going to be my new phone fucking wallpaper. And I'll put it on. She'll be like, I hate that photo. I'm like, yeah. What? You look amazing. What are you, what are you talking about? Thank you. Yeah. I, I took, uh, I took a, beautiful picture of her and esme at um the overlook in uh la it was overlooking all of la i forgot what it was called but the observatory over there beautiful picture and she can't stand it and i'm just like what is wrong you look great right there i don't understand and she just doesn't like any picture of her and then i show her a picture of her she's like do i really look like that like yeah you're all beautiful you and perfect great. like yeah yeah exactly. it looks exactly like you but then yeah. you know she's not happy so you don't want to be like yeah that's 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 a good picture of you yeah you look good <laughs> you you're a, an attractive yeah. person like i don't understand it yeah i don't know uh i, I don't know dude dude and, and yeah it's weird man i, I don't know and then she'll crop a photo sometimes where her only motivation for choosing the crop line is what 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 looks good on her like she might cut out her leg or her arm or her whatever just didn't happen to catch the light right yeah and then the resulting photo is fucking off center and terrible like the subjects of the photo are way off into the corner and all that and she'll be like oh here you go you can use this and i'm like i don't want this bullshit it makes me look like a like a terrible photographer like i couldn't center the subject of the frame like well this is this is fucking horrible you know Someone was leaning up against her cheek, and then she cut that off right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's this, it's this obvious butcher work of, of photo editing, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't want it anymore. Like, you've ruined the photo. I, I don't want it. You know, Delete I do. It. I think I went on a little bit of a, a run on that, but you know, taking pictures off center a little bit, there is a sweet spot that where you take. Oh, a oh picture, there is. There's know. an artistic way of taking photos off center, and yeah. it looks great. Yeah, this exactly. ain't it. This, right. this is like this is like did you trip with scissors when you were cutting this this is fucking awful uh, it, no so, there's an artistic way to, to place the subject off center and and that's that's all all great yeah. uh but no that's not what's happening here it's like it's, up in the like in the three-quarter rule like three quarters of the um you don't want to be dead center but you want to like divide the photo in three parts and then you want them to line up with one of the lines and then you do the same crosswise you want them to line up like right there i think Mm -hmm. and then if they're facing a certain direction you want the space of the photo to be longer in that part 
Well, so like you're and, not facing just a, an empty, uh, or it doesn't look like you're looking off into space and then nothing. Right. Right. Another thing I try to do, especially with the high resolution, monstrous, monstrously big photos that our phones take now is I try to give myself a little extra room to work with. Like I don't need my original photo to be framed perfectly. Uh, I'll, I'll take a step back and capture a little more than I think I'm going to need. Uh, cause I can always zoom in and crop it and oh, I've yeah. still got, uh, you know, more pixels than I fucking need. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. I didn't think sometimes that. I'll get a little more of the background or a little more of this, a little further away, that, that sort of thing. Cause I can always do what you said. I can always crop it, um, off centered and there's plenty of meat to work with there. But if yeah. I take the photo off centered, I can never center it again without a lot of zooming, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I'm just don't have as many pixels in my phone as you, but a lot of times I can tell, I think I, I think I can tell. Um, the difference when I zoom in and, and oh really? Look at it. Well, huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a snob. But, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I get it because I I when we went up to the Blue Ridge Mountains, I took a whole bunch of pictures and and the mountains were just like you're saying, like somewhere in the distance of of my picture, but you know somewhere in the vicinity of the entire picture, and I would zoom in on that mountain, and maybe that was an extreme case, but I did notice some some loss there, but. I probably yeah. zoomed in by 16 times or something. Well, yeah, no, that's different. That's different. Uh, when yeah. you're just taking a picture of a person in a park uh, at standard zoom, then then you can you can still totally zoom in once the photo's finished. Yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. But, dude, I know when we were in, we took a cruise through Europe a couple years ago, and I bought this camera. I wish I could remember the model. Um, it would make my story better. But it's a camera with fucking ridiculous zoom, dude. Like this thing just telescopes out like crazy it's a really awesome digital camera but it's it's more zoom than any mortal should have and i'm no accomplished uh photographer so it's way more zoom than i should have but it was really cool being able to zoom in on these things that you see off on a on a hill in the distance and you could zoom way the fuck in just to see like what it is you know there's some ancient ruins over on that hill over there and zoom way in and go like oh wow that's an old temple or something you know so it came in handy for that um I don't know how good the photos I got were, but but it was cool to be able to see that thing that I would never have been able to see with the naked eye or Absolutely. a normal camera. You know, I'm start, trying to think here. I don't know if I've shown you my... Have I? Have you seen the pictures that I did of an Andromeda galaxy? Uh, no, I don't think so. The only photos I got that you did were the moon, I think. Yeah, oh, no, the, maybe the you the sent super... me some of that of that weird eclipse thing that we had not long ago if i remember um, right. it was a super blood moon that i took oh, okay. pictures of so oh, you okay. probably saw that yeah the the pictures of the super blood moon came out really well huh. um but yeah i had that i had a uh what it what would it be called a 300 millimeter zoom and it and then i had a 2x expander for that so it would go out to 600 millimeters and then i was using a 4k camera which also had like a digital zoom, but it didn't sacrifice any, it didn't sacrifice much. Hmm. And then, so I used all, well, for the moon, I don't think I had to use all that. Um, but I have used it for like planets and stuff. I used it for like Saturn. So I got some pictures of Saturn that were, it, they came out okay. It didn't come out that good because the, everything is moving, you know? So the, the more you open up the exposure, 
for like a few seconds, that few seconds, there's going to be a, a, a little bit of movement. So you're going to, it's going to be a little bit blurry, um, especially with planets. But I, I really enjoyed the, uh, uh, taking pictures of the stars and stuff though. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Um, I bet I'd like to get into that or, or get like a telescope with, with photo capabilities built into it. That'd be rad. Or the telescope yeah. will like connect with your phone, I think, or something like that, where you can capture photos through the telescope with your phone or however that works. They have this new little device. I think it's like $2,000. It's kind of pricey, but because what you're doing when you take pictures of the stars is that you need to open up the exposure for multiple seconds. During those seconds, you need to align your camera with the North Star. Um, so you align it with the, the North Star because that's kind of the focal point around where everything appears to spin, even though I think it's our Earth that's spinning. But that's the focal point. And so you line it up with that, and then it has what's called sidereal movement. So it moves along with the movement of the Earth. It counteracts the movement of the Earth. So your camera stays still while everything is moving, yet you're taking a prolonged exposure picture. So you get real good detail. You see colors start to come out of the cosmos. and I Because I have one picture of the Milky Way, which just... I think I opened it up for a minute and a half and I took like 40 pictures at a minute and a half and then I stacked them all together and you can literally see like just the, the red back, the reds and the blues coming out of the Milky Way. Wow. It's really a trip. That's fucking cool, dude. And that's kind of fun photography to really play with, with like, do you, do you do a lot of like post work on it? Like, you know, contrast and, and all that kind of stuff and you have um, to. You have density to. and all that and you can really make those things look bitching you, you know when you do that yeah you, you're changing the contrast you're changing the brightness you're changing the shadows you're your the highlights you're, you're changing all that right you're not you're not actually changing the the composure you're not adding color but it looks like you are when you start to do that you tweak it that way and yeah. you know there's among the professionals in that field they they will only consider a minimal type amount of changes, but you know, sometimes you push it too far and it's like that, come on, it, that doesn't look like yeah. that. I'm bad at that, dude. Like sometimes you can just keep making color more vibrant and more vibrant and more vibrant and like, Oh, that looks fucking awesome. But it really does become unnatural. It looks like a 1970s Polaroid picture. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is she wearing too much makeup or did you just do a terrible job in post? Like, yeah. Both. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, that, that device I think is like $2,000 and supposedly it does everything. It aligns to the polar north. It stays on that and um, it does the sidereal movement and the rotation. Uh, so it takes a lot of the guesswork out of that. Uh, my dad has a, a really good telescope though. Um, he's, he hasn't figured the picture part out, but he has like a, a Celestron uh, reflector massively big $5,000 reflector telescope. It's just amazing. Whoa. And yeah, you could see, you could get the, um, what is that called? There's one galaxy, the Sombrero galaxy. You can get the ring nebula. Uh, that's, that would be my dream right there is to get the ring nebula. Look that up. That, that I is, don't know, I don't know a, shit about any of that, dude. I know the Milky way and uh, a little bit about the nine planets in it. And there's not even nine anymore. Pluto got demoted not long ago, right? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like Pluto's not it's even a planet. My my wife and I were tripping out on that. We brought my we bought my son a little um my first book of planets uh book and Pluto's not in it. It talks about the eight planets and how Mercury is the smallest and all this and I'm like what what about Pluto? What do we just like yeah. forget about Pluto? It doesn't even get an honorable mention or anything and now dude he's been clipped out entirely. Yeah, don't take Pluto out of my life. I mean, yeah, you can demote him. You, maybe an asterisk. Like, he's planet-ish, but he's still there, you know? Yeah, let's, come on. let's, let's talk about him. Like, come on. You yeah. can't erase Pluto from our, our exactly. my world image. I, he, he's just been edited out of the Milky Way. Just yeah, like, he yeah. got canceled. <laughs> yeah, did, like, Pluto explode or something? Did I miss some major astronomical event or, or astrological event? Or what? what's... Maybe that's what's, where Dr. Seuss is from. Uh, oh, wait, astrono- astronomical. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, what the fuck? When did Pluto get get knocked down a peg? That wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah, last no. I remember, he was a fucking planet. It just goes to show we don't know jack shit. We don't <laughs> that's, know jack. That's squat. the fucking subtext. We we have no idea. We're we're just we're we, just pissing yeah, the wind here. Yeah, back to our old conversation. No, we don't fucking know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Poor Pluto. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you live for for millennia. Existing, being a planet, enjoying the status, like going to all the parties, you know, like like being yeah. a part of the club, and then all of a sudden, just eighty sixth. You're not a planet anymore, Pluto. Kick rocks. We don't want you in here. You're not even in the book. You're being not even used, mentioned. Being used in astrology charts and everything, just like yeah. just you know, being the cool guy, the furthest out guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're small and mysterious. You're really far away. You're unreachable. You you, you probably got chicks. You know, chicks were like, yeah, he's tiny, but Pluto's elusive. You know, he's he's mysterious. And you know I mean, by he, the he, name. He, he probably got play at parties, you know? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that isn't that Disney dog? I mean he Pluto? probably got more play than Uranus. I'm so immature. Derek. We're so immature. We, there's something yeah. wrong with us. <laughs> Dude, we were watching uh we were watching some planet video because that's what we do now. And uh they called it Uranus. And I was like, no no. No, don't <laughs> don't change the pronunciation to make it less funny. It's Uranus. Yeah. Come on, it's funny. Why are you fucking with it? I don't want to call it Uranus. Yeah, that's just a slap in the face. That's a slap in the ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's a slap right? in the ass. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going for this Uranus. Hey, bullshit. I'll sign your petition. Yeah, bring back Pluto. Call it Uranus. Let's keep it real, folks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry that, you know, you could... I'm conservative. I'm a traditionalist. Maybe you can't say it in a work environment. Maybe she was scared that she was going to get fired. She said anus. It'll be reduced to the U word. Yeah. (laughs) You know that that planet that starts with You know your... You know your... Your that... Yeah, that one. That that planet. Yeah. The gassy one. <laughs> uh, I love that too. One uh, of these yeah. descriptions of it where it's like Uranus is the gassy planet. And I'm like, come on. You miss an incredible come opportunity yeah. to call it Uranus. You mentioned its gassiness and you still call it Uranus? Yeah. Fuck you. Look at all this conversation you're making me have right now. Come on. Let's get Seriously. The, this is we're, just, we're, we're, yeah. I mean, rice let's itself. Just, why are we avoiding the elephant in the room? It's Uranus. It's funny. Let's call it that. Amen. Come on. Serious. I'll go. We need to, to go work at NASA. I want to. I want to be on your team in the army. <laughs> we agree on everything. Oh my! Oh, I know, right? How can you argue with any of this, dude? Like, no, how, it's perfect. 
It's yeah, flawless. it's it's uh, Uranus. It's, it's, it's Uranus. Fucking jerks. It's like your highness, Uranus. Uranus. Well, I guess yeah, no, stretch, no, but... I'm, I'm, I'm not on board with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not signing off on this. Not cool. Yeah. No. All right. Well, this seems like a good place to go out. Okay. We should wrap up. Yeah. I got to go back and pretend to work for a little longer. Oh, man, the, the travesty in that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I need I to you. put on a show. Yeah. So. It was great talking with you, man. Always fun talking with you, D. You guys yeah. have a great weekend. You do anything fun for uh, for this weekend? No, just the pool. Hanging but in the pool. That's fun. So yes, right the on. pool. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What about well, have you? a great weekend. Say yeah. hi to the fam. No, we're not. We're what we're doing. We're gonna go. Uh, oh yeah, huge eventful weekend. Actually, we're gonna go to the park. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And, and then the, uh, the, the next day, the parents are gonna come over, watch the kids, and wife oh, and I are gonna go out on a date. That's so, right. The Sunday night yeah, date. Dude. I will have yeah. lots to report on our next podcast after we'll this make it series of incredible events. Make it worth it. Get that fillet. You know you want that fillet. Oh, Before fucking fillets, dude. Fillet. No, no, I don't. I don't uh, like fillets. I'm a ribeye guy. Ribeye. If I have a choice, I'm going for the ribeye. I need 28 ounces of meat in front. I need that. And oh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that sound bite. That's a great one. I think I fucking ruined it though and laughed over it. I wish I would left that clean. That would have been your ringtone when you call me. I need 28 ounces of meat. Stat. Oh, Derek's calling. Oh my well, God. you have a great one, brother. All right, brother. Great talking right. to you, man. Have a good right. weekend. You too. All right. Take Later, care. brother. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate you joining us. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And for more episodes and info, check out DerekandMike.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.